Mic check. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. Uh, like the last episode that you heard, this one is going to be a little bit of an extra special end of year bonus episode. As we said on the last one, uh, we really just didn't feel like a couple hours was even close to enough time to get through you know, even a fraction of what we listened to and enjoyed outside of the context of the podcast this year. So we just decided to do a, a, a two-parter on this joint. If you haven't listened to the first one yet, go back and listen to the last episode. Um, you'll get uh, some of the stuff that Nate and I dug this year, and uh, this is just a continuation of that theme. Before we jump into it, as Nate and I were briefly discussing be, uh, before we started recording, uh, you know, rest in peace to MF Doom. That one, uh, that one's hit me kind of hard. It, by the time you're hearing this, it will probably have already been a day or two since the news broke. But I only got it a couple, a uh, couple hours ago. And uh, Doom is one of my all-time favorite musicians. Period. Not just favorite rappers. Massively influential on me. First heard. Heard him when I was probably 14 or 15 on the Mouse and the Mask uh, release that they did that Adult Swim put together, the Danger Doom um, collabo, and it and it totally changed the trajectory of my sensibilities and my listening habits. And it was uh, wildly influential and affirming for me to like hear really dope dope rap that was dropping all these like wildly nerdy comic book references to the fucking Wolverine and anime and all sorts of shit that that was close to close to home for me so uh so yeah i guess uh we'll 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 send this episode out to out to doom yeah for real this is like there's still uh well three hours and eight minutes left in 2020 uh-huh let's take a few more right yeah let's yeah make for it real. even shittier right like we almost made it out of the year without fucking doom dying right? <laughs> yeah man Yep. And uh, he did. At least yep. that's what the word is. We'll see. Maybe we get overrun by Doom bots. I mean, right. I hope that's the case. Same. Um, that would be amazing. But, um, would. you know, whatever. He's utterly, you know, inimitable. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely one of the most immediately recognizable rappers the moment you hear him. For sure, yes. It doesn't matter what era, right? It doesn't matter yep. if you listen to KMD or if you listen to like his latest shit. His his style evolved over the years, mm. but I mean, when you listen to him from fucking thirty years ago, you immediately recognize that, uh, yeah, that's the same guy. For sure, you yep. know what I mean. It's just he just it's like Method Man. You know, you immediately know Method Man when you hear him, right? Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. So for sure. 
so yeah, we'll send uh, we'll send this we'll send this episode out to Doom, um, one of one of the all time greats in any genre period. Um, but on that note, let's uh, you know let's not get uh, let's not get mired down with our mourning for the loss of a great rapper. Let's just keep it moving and uh, and talk about some dope fucking music that we heard this year. I think if anything will lift my spirits, it's uh, talking about punk and hardcore, my favorite thing in the entire world. Yeah, sure. So, so I will, uh, I will just jump into it. I this this episode, like last one, I had you know a couple of hardcore releases and a couple of things that were kind of adjacent and some stuff that wasn't really hardcore at all. This one is is mostly straight up hardcore because I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the more just like straight ahead meat and potato stuff that came out this year that was a cut above the rest uh, of which there was a whole fucking lot. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, rated XLP United Front. This is another another hit from Painkiller. We talked about uh, the Heavy Discipline LP on the last episode, which was another release done by Painkiller. This is largely in the same vein in that it's pulling basically strictly from 80s influences. You could date this back to 1986 or 87, and uh, from the recording to the songs themselves, no one would be the wiser if you didn't know this was a current band. It, it draws... A lot from like early Agnostic Front, uh, Straight Ahead, Project X, um, super fast, blast of speed, just sort of bookmarked by hyper, hyper catchy mosh parts. It's a formula that is hard to go wrong with, and it's one that Rated X is, has really fucking perfected on this LP. I, I really dug the demo that came out last year, and uh, I like this record even more. So I wanted to listen to a selection off of this this LP. The song that I wanted to listen to is Walk the Line. So let's uh, let's check that out real quick. <laughs> just heard the song walk the line by rated x off of their lp united front like i said that is just about as meat and potatoes straight ahead early uh to mid 80s east coast hardcore as you can get it's a formula that is very hard to fuck up and one that is done uh, to my taste at least to perfection here i've listened to this album a whole fucking lot uh a lot of times i'll put on the heavy discipline record and then this record back to back um i think they they pair very very well together and are capturing sort of maybe different different regional iterations of the same general period of hardcore um the sort of like 83 to 86 87 era um which is which is some of my favorite stuff um some of my favorite music ever put to tape period this is an incredible 
actual reproduction of that, and uh, I, I have yet to yet to get tired of it. It's it, it also has a uh, a nice short run time. It's like I don't know how many songs, like twelve songs or something like that. Uh, yeah, twelve songs in like barely barely more minutes. I think it's probably fifteen minutes long, which is basically exactly what I want out of most hardcore LPs. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been I've been spinning this one a lot. Yeah, that was really good. I hadn't heard this. I think that um, I probably was turned away by this just because of the X. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just, you know what I mean? It's That's a stupid thing to fucking write songs about um, unless sure. you're a baby. Um, right. But uh, yeah, that was really good. And you're right. That does. It comes in at that area of hardcore that it's taking a turn for a much sort of like tougher, bouncier path that it's going to take out of like New York and so forth. Um, right. In the, in the mid eighties, you know what I mean? It's just right at that, that turning point between like 81, 82 and what a lot of those bands sounded like and getting, uh, it, you can see where it's going to morph into what you have coming off the East coast in like 88 and 89. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is the prelude to, to break down and, and outburst and, and shit like that for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's weird too, that all these British bands are so much better at playing American hardcore than American bands. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, ever, ever since that whole like new wave of British hardcore, like scene really, really popped up and started going hard and getting some recognition over here. It seems just like band after band has been fucking killing it. It's they, they don't, they don't really miss like with bands coming out of that general scene. Cause this, I think this shares members with like, you know, or at least our homies with arms race, violent reaction, the flex, all those bands, right. It's, it's, it's yeah. So, um, so yeah, they just, that, that, that general group of people, that sort of like nucleus that makes up a lot of bands in that scene, they just, uh, they have yet to miss for me. I, I like pretty much every project project that emerges from that, from that scene, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Too for sure. So. On that too bad. Uh, I'm prejudiced against straight edge, uh, ideologies <laughs> and themes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we hate our own. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's super good. If, if, a, if a repressing comes up of that, cause I missed it too. Um, I know that was distroed over here, but like, frankly, I just wasn't until, until I went full time with the resale thing back at the end of summer, I just wasn't making any fucking money to justify buying records this year. So I missed a lot of stuff that I'm just kind of, as soon as the record stores open up again, I'm just hoping, um, we'll still be sitting in, in Chicago or Michigan or Ohio when I finally get to travel again. Um, or hopefully stuff gets repressed this coming year. Uh, cause I did not get a copy of that LP either, but yeah, really good straight ahead. Not really, not really much else to say about it. If you, uh, if you like that style of heart where all of the songs are that good, you have ba- basically no time and energy investment in this. You can take 15 minutes of your day and, and, and enjoy this record. So, uh, I would very much encourage anybody who has not checked it out yet to go listen to the rest of it. Yeah. For so, so Nate, what's, uh, what is up first on your, on your list? Well, I put some things out of sequence. So the first link I actually want to play last. I want to go out on that one. Okay. Um, so the next one up is, uh, Ricky. I've listened to this LP a ton this year. Um, you know, it's, uh, this is something that when I was younger, I would have fucking hated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I would have, I would have outwardly hated, you know what I mean? Right. Part yeah, of me yeah. would have would have really liked it. You know what I mean? I remember I remember being about I don't know what year did 
the um the first like uh, the cranberries lp with uh linger come out like 92 yeah yeah it was i mean it was early early 90s for sure 92 or 93 so i remember riding home after fishing all night with some friends and you know typically what we were listening to was rap of the era um yeah or you know fucking death metal or whatever and this song happened to come on the radio after like you know it was like seven in the morning and uh you know we had been out fishing all night Mm -hmm. and i was sitting in the back of the uh, of the uh the minivan that we were driving and uh just sort of thinking to myself it was that song linger came on and i was like this is a pretty fucking good song yeah, but I never, I never fucking admitted that to anybody, right? <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. That whole fact, record is fucking great. It is a good fucking record, but this is the first time that I have ever actually spoken those words aloud. Right? <laughs> well, that's a big moment for you. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's been a while, but like, so this this falls into that. I don't have a lot of experience in this sort of stuff. We, you know, I I I have really been digging like the the resurgence of synth, especially yeah. in the in the blending of it with punk, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of like out of it's it's unfamiliar waters for me right i don't yeah. have a deep background in this sort of stuff um sure so you know it's i'm it, for me it's kind of like i'm discovering new things so to speak right uh this record came out in february and i play it all the fucking time um yeah. it is unabashedly fucking corny mm-hmm. um it revels it absolutely revels in its like corny nostalgia um but man, it also fucking bangs, man. This record's good. So um, yeah. I think that I think the main the standalone track is Bose Lugan. Okay. Um, which, uh, yeah, that's the track that fucking stands out on for me. So I figured I'd pick that one. Ich will 
Okay, we just heard Boza Lugan by Ricky off of her self-titled LP. Yeah, I've uh, I like you have been listening to that pretty much constantly since it came out. And you actually you turned me on to this. You were the first one to to give me a heads up about this record. I checked it out pretty much immediately and and fell with in love with it as quickly. Uh, it it goddamn this record kicks ass. Yeah, it's really fucking good. It's I don't know. It's it is corny, but it is undeniably fucking good. For sure. Um, I mean, Duran Duran yeah. is corny, but I still, I still fucking, yeah. I don't turn the radio off when those tracks come on, you know? That's right. Of course. So, you know, yeah, that, 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 um, that's, that's received a lot of play on my turntable this year. Yeah, I think I think that's received a lot of play on a lot of people's turntables. That uh, this this record has been pretty much, uh, it's like I feel like it's pretty much unanimously agreed upon that this record kicks ass. They, I have I have not seen anybody saying this sucks. Not one person. Even if there are people who have been like, oh, yeah, it's not really for me. I've not seen a single human say, oh yeah, this sucks ass. This is this is kind of like just undeniably really fucking good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's been really quiet. Um, so I don't know. Maybe something else is planned for 2020, 2020. I'd like to hear something new. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would I would be very hype on some more Ricky material next year, definitely. Um, so next up, I have a selection from Australia, which for any of our listeners should be come as no surprise whatsoever. Uh, Nate and I are, are big fans of everything going on uh, on in Australia. Um, I actually I was gonna have another Australian release on here as well. I decided not to include it because I figured that uh, that it would be on your list. It was the Satanic Togas LP, um, but uh, but it doesn't look like it doesn't look like you've included that. Um, so even if we don't get around to it, since we're talking about Australia right now, definitely one of the one of the better records to come out this year. Um, the Satanic Togas LP, uh, what is X Ray Vision mm-hmm. um, from uh, another absolutely phenomenal Australian release. But uh, the one that I have selected is the new Primitive Blast 7-inch, Animalistic. This came out on Last Ride Records in Australia, and it came out stateside on Triple B Records. Um, wanted to shout out Last Ride real quick. They also put out the new Histamine 7-inch, which I dig a whole lot. Um, Last Ride is doing some cool stuff down there um, and uh, and putting out some rad releases. I know that they've done some Australian releases for some American bands and stuff too. So it's cool to see them linking up with Triple B because I think that's uh, I think it's a really good pairing and uh, is a well well deserved and well earned. So, uh, yeah, this new Primitive Blast uh, EP is fucking phenomenal. Again, very meat and potatoes hardcore, but of a different variety than Heavy Discipline or uh, Rated X. It is still very much rooted in traditional hardcore sonically, but it has that beefier, that beef, it's a beefier iteration of it that became popular in like the mid to late aughts with bands on like the no way roster and the star sorry state roster and shit. It's just like a little bit, it's an updated take on a classic sound. And the song that I wanted to listen to is the opener, the whole seven inch fucking bangs from start to finish, but the opener specifically self deluding is like the second coming of 86 mentality. Um, it, it, it could be an 86 mentality song, which to me is uh, pretty much everything I want out of this form of hardcore because 86 mentality are, are, are one of the best bands to ever do it, in my opinion. So, uh, so I think we'll just jump, jump into the seven inch right, uh, right at the beginning. So we're going to listen to Self-Deluding by Primitive Blast off of their seven inch Animalistic. Yeah. 
right? So we just heard self-diluting by primitive blast off of animalistic. You know, do you like chain rank? Do you like concealed blade? Do you like any number of bands, you know, fucking blood pressure, any number of bands coming out of the East Coast or, you know, the general mid-Atlantic area in this vein over the last 10 to 15 years? Well, then you like this. Uh, if you don't like this, uh, your ears are broken or uh, you're, uh, you know, a um, closeted deathcore fan because uh, this is just good old-fashioned, oi-influenced, burly, hard, hardcore that is very, very hard not to enjoy no matter what your proclivities are. No, for sure. This makes this makes you want to fucking fight, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like poser fucking false shit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like fronting shit. Um, no. It's, uh, it's got that... It's got that that basement feralness to it, you know, that we talk about that makes bands much more real and intense yeah. um, than the, uh, I don't know, than the fucking, than the, uh, I guess you could say the uh, knuckle dragging beatdown aspect of a lot of bands that I really fucking hate. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's the difference between like, it's the difference between like targeted violence and just like out of control spontaneity that sometimes yields violence. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. like if the whole room is fucking crawling on top of each other, losing their fucking minds, that that's, that is the, there's no better environment for me to be in. That's what I fucking love. I I, I feel I, there's nowhere I feel more at home than that. But that is a very distinct phenomenon from somebody squaring up, looking you in the face and punching you in the fucking mouth while somebody plays like a um, fucking breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, right. it's a right. very different phenomenon. Yeah, so, it sure so, is. So my my because my beef is not with with violence and is not with catharsis via violence. It's through just the posturing and the fucking like mesh shorts clad fucking warriors that that are basically just going there to try and incite um, somebody to test them. That shit fucking sucks. Yeah, we we should have like you know there's like chain punk and there's egg punk. Mm -hmm. I feel like there should be like mesh punk and white t shirt punk. <laughs> yeah okay sure you know what i mean like this is fucking dirty white t-shirt punk you know what i mean yes definitely um, yeah and uh dirty white t-shirt punk in a basement is much fucking harder than mesh short punk at its fucking hardest absolutely yes no no fucking question no question i, ha I have a friend who uh who has been has been like a more recent convert to this kind of stuff? And when he was getting into like rival mob and shit, he he was definitely coming from a more like beat down background. And he was like, "Dude, like rival mob is way harder than any beat down band I've ever heard." And I was like, "Yeah, of course. That's what I've been trying to fucking tell you for the last decade, dude. I'm glad you finally right. get it." Yeah, yeah, and, and like this is this is fucking. This is NA on steroids, essentially. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, exactly. this, is, this is basically a fucking, you know, this is basically ready to fight um, for 2020. For 2020. For sure, yes. Yeah, yep. And you can't go wrong with that. Nope. Yeah, so nothing much else to say about that, man. Primitive Blast is, is to, to my ear, is the premier Australian band playing this style of, of hardcore right now. Um, they, they are... They're fucking killing it. This, uh, this. If you like that, you'll like the rest of this seven inch for sure. Um, their previous efforts have been fucking great as well. Uh, check out everything that they've ever done. It's all in this vein, and it's all really fucking good. I think they've been around. They've been around longer than people realize too. I think they've been a band for for going on five years now. Um, just.
just to, just goes to show again we we mentioned on the last episode you know sometimes it's just social politics and 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 regional um and geographic disadvantages because all of the shit is this good but i think this release and the last one are the are the first ones to get any real shine in the states and uh it is kind of criminal because they've been good for the entirety of their existence so right right uh, all right what's uh what's next up for you so next up for me is pressure packed um, okay. Just to keep it like in the fucking tough hardcore vein, um, mm-hmm. in the OI influenced hardcore vein. Um, this yep. record came out uh, January 1st. So it came out, you know, basically almost a year ago on the nose. Um, I big up this record early on. Um, this shit is fucking dope. It's fucking hard. And it's another thing that coming out of the Netherlands. Yep. Um, so it's not going to get that much shine over here, but uh, it's right in line with what we just fucking heard. Yeah. Um, so uh, I figured we'd listen to mob stalking off of uh, their LP scared off the streets. heard mob stalking by pressure packed off of their record scared off the streets um if if there ever comes a day where you know you play something like this for me and i don't like it just take me in the back and 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 put me down like old yeller because my my time has come you know yeah there and and i give so much more fucking leeway the bands that are doing this like you don't even have to be 10 percent as good as what we just fucking heard right right yeah yeah and and i'm and i probably will tell you it's not good but i ain't gonna fucking like like roast you you know what i mean for sure um yeah, that's that's about as good as it fucking gets for me, man. I yeah. never get tired of this. It's our fucking mantra, dude. This is the best. This is the best style of hardcore. Yeah, 
No, for sure. I mean, I, I, I would go so far as to say, and I feel this way every time I, I think about this frequently, man. Like when I am listening to shit like this or when I'm listening to like the greats that pioneer this genre, like negative approach and shit. But like, obviously this is a highly subjective statement and I'm not, I'm not making any truth claims here, but I gotta say this, this vein of hardcore to me is like, this is this is the pinnacle of like man's musical achievement. This is it. You know what I mean? Like this, I, I, we I, arrived with this shit. I have to agree because it doesn't take a fucking it doesn't take a goddamn virtuoso to do it, right? Right. It's undeniably fucking catchy, dude. A good riff and a and some fucking floor toms. What? How is you not fucking moving to this? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's 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 it's. It's distilled down. It's got like the 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 distillation of like the best pop music, right? Yeah. With the ignorance and the fucking aggression that you want out of the best punk, um, and, and without any of the fucking flair and any of the fucking art associated with it, right? Yep. None of the none of the fucking pretense. Just give me fucking several goobers playing fucking music like this until I die. You know what I mean? That's all I yes. need. Yeah, I don't, totally. I don't man. need a fucking virtuoso. I don't give a fuck. Maybe that's because I don't actually like music. That probably is what that actually means. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, man. You know, like there's there used to be. Um, he's dead now, but there used to be like a jazz radio host here in town, right? And mm -hmm. for his like, for his um little promo on NPR or whatever on the public radio station, he would he would say like, "Jazz is America's gift to the world," right? This is America's fucking gift to the world, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for real. Yes, yeah, man. So, this, yeah, this is this is this is basically as good as it gets. And and I don't have this is. I don't have a lot of. I'm gonna be frank and say that just you know, full mea culpa. I don't have a lot of fucking like discriminating taste as long as you hit all the fucking boxes that this band did on this release. Totally, I I'm I'm the same way when it comes to this kind of shit, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm a fucking sucker for this type of shit. I'm easy. I'm an easy mark. Yeah. For uh, real. And, and yo, your, uh, your description is apt too, because in the, in the promo picture for pressure packed, there are three white t-shirts present. Exactly. So white. I'm telling you, man, fucking white t-shirt punk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the, the best, the best iteration, perhaps man's greatest musical achievement, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, dude. It's just, I understand like if this isn't your thing, it's not your fucking thing, whatever. But for me, it's just it is truly inconceivable, I to not just have this immediately get my fucking blood boiling. I I don't know, man. I, I, I'm when I'm seventy, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna feel the same way about this because I felt the same way about this at thirteen as I do now at thirty. Yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah. Like, I, I, nothing has changed. It's never gonna go away, right? Give me what primitive blast. Give me what fucking pressure pack. Give me what fucking blood pressure we're doing. Give me what fucking you know like uh, just. Give me that until I fucking die. I really don't yep. need a lot else, right? Yep. Um, and it's it's just a shiny thing that never fucking fails, right? Like for real. You want to listen to fucking like Nick Cave crooning some fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> no, you don't want to hear that horse shit, right? Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. hear fucking tired old punks playing fucking like, you know, acoustic guitars and singing about the fucking rails and singing about the trials of life now that they're fucking 40 year old men. You don't want to hear that shit. This is what you want to fucking hear, right? 
You don't yeah. you don't want to hear any of those fuckers, any of those bearded fucks of yesteryear of the nineties, you know, spinning their fucking tales of raising their children and uh getting fat. Right? This is what you <laughs> want to fucking hear. Yeah. The the most definitely I'm in full agreement. Right. I mean, fuck, fuck anybody that's not playing shit like this. Right. And fuck <laughs> yeah. you if you don't fucking like it. Yeah, for sure. There you go. I think that I think that uh, sentiment is very much in the spirit of this music. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not totally listening right. to that fucking Ricky record again. I'm going to fucking <laughs> shit can it as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> OK, there you go. <laughs> Pressure fact, uh, in, inspiring, inspiring bold acts. So hey, 2021 is the year for bold acts. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling that. you right now, every single day is going to be, everything I do is going to be dedicated to a year long ritual of chaos magic. Everything. Right. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm every, ready for every, it, man. Every fucking act I take, right. Is yeah. done with the presence of mind that hopefully somewhere I am altering time and space in some way to reap some either, just some random fucking effect down the road. That's everything I do. Everything I okay. do. Every yeah, morning, every morning, I'm going to draw a picture of one of the prophets and throw it in the toilet before I shit and piss <laughs> on it, flush it down the commode. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everything I do is dedicated to just breeding sheer chaos so that hopefully by the time 2021 is over, we're going to be fucking wishing it was still 2020. <laughs> A laudable goal. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, man. I support you on that journey for sure. Um, okay, so next up, we have we have a release that uh, has has just managed to eke its way into to, into my favorites of the year because it just came out like a week ago, and holy shit, it took me by surprise. It is really fucking good. It's a band called Bloodstains. It uh, this is their their first their first release. It's just a demo. It's three songs, and this sounds like Rick Agnew himself composed the tracks. This is like this is a band from Orange County that sounds exactly like Orange County. This is like <laughs> this is straight up like fucking adolescence Christian death di. I, I mean, it's crazy. It's done to such. It's done with such a high degree of of like perfection and it's i don't know man it's i i was really really blown away by this because you just don't hear the style of punk done very much at all and when you do it's usually this like really derivative form of it that's highly polished and like 100 for posers of the highest order this is not that this is like this is when oc punk and hardcore were still hand in hand tied together one and the same when christian death was playing shows with tsol and black flag and shit right it, it this really captures the spirit of like that early first wave uh that captures that transitional period of time between punk and hardcore on the west coast it just it does it perfectly so um i just wanted to jump into the first song on here public hanging all three songs are fucking great but uh, I think the opening track does a, does a really good job of just setting the tone for the rest of the release. So we're going to listen to the song Public Hang Hanging by Bloodstains off of their demo.
All right, we just heard the song "Public Hanging" by Bloodstains off of their demo twenty twenty. Um, yeah, man, that's that's so <laughs> that shit is so fucking good. What what you uh, what you think about that? I'm gonna buy that as soon as there's some sort of physical version of that. Um, yeah, and I really really hope that there's more that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't I don't see how this band doesn't immediately fucking get a ton of hype. Um, for sure. That was so fucking on the nose that it sounded yes. like a cover, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. It it's like, like a cover of a classic fucking song. Right. Like is that is this like a fucking Agent Orange B side that I haven't heard, you know? Exactly. This is the sort of song like if you just played it, you know what I mean? And yeah. like if you knew it was a new band and you played it, you'd suddenly think like, wait a second, what cover is this? What song is this? What yeah. fucking what fucking adolescent song is this? Right. You know what I mean? Like like yep. It does sound undeniably fucking Orange County. Um, the guitar tone, the melody, the song structure, everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But this is this is a style that like I feel I feel like so many people who try to replicate it just miss the point. They maybe like lean into the musicality of it too much, and not understanding that I think the 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 high degree of melody and musicality was just sort of like. A pleasant side effect but that overall like the nucleus and the core of of what they were doing like the ethos of those bands was more or less you know similar to to bands doing the same thing on on the east coast you know in the early in the early like american hardcore scene and like right. that musicality was yeah sure sure like a pleasant side effect but it wasn't the focus and i think i think a lot of bands that that play sort of socal skate punk influence shit now or like in the intervening years years they just they don't get it they miss like what made those early records so fucking vital and this this is like four dudes who clearly very much get it you know yeah yeah this is uh this is really fucking good i am uh bookmarking that and keeping an eye on it yeah yeah for sure i'm i'm really i'm really hoping that uh that this gets a physical release soon um and that some and then some more songs crop up very soon because i i also don't know like i try to do look into this band a little bit and i i think a couple of the members have played in other bands but nothing notable like this is this is like i think um this is the first thing i've i've heard by anybody involved in this project and it looks like their their guitarist also um like recorded and engineered this and this sounds fucking great sounds really me. good yeah like he yeah. fucking I, I don't know if dude is a is a professional engineer or what but uh but this like absolutely had the like the sound of those early 80s socal records fucking dialed in like beyond just tone and shit like the actual recording the way the vocals are mixed like where everything sits in the mix it all sounds perfect yeah um, yeah that was so really yeah good. yeah i can't uh, i cannot give these dudes enough props i'm i'm super super stoked uh for for this band to do more shit um, and also, a shout out to uh, to Ben Ben Merlis for for putting me onto this inadvertently. He posted about it, I think, on Facebook, and and was just like, "Hey, who the fuck are these guys? Because this is insanely good." Um, so uh, so yeah, shout out to shout out to Ben for posting that because I would not have heard that otherwise. So, um, all right, Nate, what's uh, what's up next in in your list? Uh, so next up is um, Freddy Cat, which is off the. Um LP that came out by Juice Bumps, Hello Pinky. Um, okay. Juice Bumps is a weirdo band in the, they're definitely in the, um, I, I, I guess you would say the tent of like um, Uranium Club yeah. or something like that. They're definitely kind of arty, post-punk, whatever you want to do with it. They're, uh, they don't, they straddle a lot of different lines and they don't really stay in any one lane. Yeah. Um, 
I really liked the EP Jelly that came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it had one of the hardest fucking riffs I've heard in that opening track, but the way that it was played and the way that it was recorded, it just sounded like a janky, silly fucking Dead Kennedys like goof. Right. Um, but if you, you know, if you took that same riff and put somebody in a white t-shirt playing it in a basement, it would be the hardest fucking thing you've ever heard. Right. Um, so this is not that song. This is an LP that came out. So this song is called Freddy Cat. And um, yeah, I just like this band because they're fucking stupid and weird. You know I really just can't help but be afraid of my own footsteps. When I walk in the lonely night, I just can't help it. My mind is these drinks on my mind because my mind, they don't fool me. So when I walk in the lonely night, I just can't help but be afraid, you see. Let's go.
All right, we just heard Freddy Cat by the Juice Bumps off of their LP, Hello Pinky. I, I actually haven't gotten around to listening to that LP this year for whatever reason. Uh, just, you know, a lot of fucking music to listen to, and I've had a lot yeah. of favorites that I've uh, that I've been kind of stuck on. But uh, I'm definitely going to now. I, I, I listened to that 7-inch that came out last year because you put me onto it, and I really dug it. I just hadn't, hadn't gotten around to listening to anything off of this yet, but uh, it's really, really good. Frenetic, herky-jerky, Devo... At, Devo-esque post-punk. I mean, that's uh, something that we are we are known lovers of on this show. Yeah, and this is, you know, a lot of stuff gets thrown around like Devo just because you don't know where to put it. But yeah. this is quite clearly. But this is like a cartoon version of Devo, right? Yes. This is like Devo if they appeared in like a Japanese cartoon. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's actually a pretty, pretty apt description of this, yeah. You know, it, it's like it's so... Almost so much so that it's it's mocking itself, right? It's right, mocking yeah. you, the listener, and it's it's not taking itself very seriously either. But they quite clearly know how to fucking write a good song and play their music, play their instruments. Yeah, for sure. It it is you know it's this kind of stuff though. You know, there's there's certain shit that will kind of will ride people for potentially potentially not liking. Just like yo, what kind of idiot are you to not like this? With this kind of stuff. I fucking love this shit and it's super in my lane, but I understand when it's not to people's taste because not everybody has the same appreciation for deeply stupid and highly annoying music that you and I do. Exactly. Uh, A lot of times I've said before, a lot of the music that I really like, I just like because it is stupid and annoying, right? Right. I mean, like fucking like like coneheads, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it wasn't stupid and annoying, I wouldn't like it. You know, right. you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the fucking, uh, it, it's the trout mask replica syndrome. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to like it cause it's so fucking stupid. Right. Yep. Um, but like this, this is obviously very well done and well played by totally. talented musicians. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's what I mean. It's like, it's almost like they're mocking their own fucking ability and talent, um, with stuff like this. For sure, which I I super super appreciate that, yeah. Um, because when you when you're a talented musician type, um, you 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 can easily fall into the pit of making incredibly boring music very quickly. So I I do like when people I like when people use their powers for evil and not good. When they yeah, just make hey, listen listen to listen to what a stupid listen to what stupid noise I can fucking make. Right, and then let's make a whole record, and it's a proper fucking record. There's like uh, 13 songs on it, and they're mm-hmm. all like two and three minutes long. So it's a proper yeah. fucking full length. Yeah. Um, let's do that 13 more times. Right. Yep. For sure. I just I have a great appreciation for that. And yeah. And then and just sonically, this kind of stuff just catches me. It's it's it always has. I've been a fan of uh, Devo and Wire and shit like that ever since I was a teenager. And uh, my love for this kind of stuff has has never waned. If it's well done and convincingly pulled off, I, I'm pretty much always a fan of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, we've got something that uh, has been a name that has been on the lips of, of many a hardcore fan. So uh, I'm probably, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm showing anybody anything new here, but we have a wide enough listenership that I would, I'd be, I'd be willing to bet there are some people that have not checked this out yet. And we have also some older listeners that maybe don't, don't have social media at all and uh, are not, are not hip to what the Twitterati is big upping at any given moment. So 
I've got the Sex with a Terrorist, aka SWAT demo that uh, dropped uh, last month, I want to say. No, two months ago, end of October. Um, so this is a, a veritable who's who of, uh, of hardcore and hardcore adjacent folks. It features Pat Kimlin of Drug Church, Self-Defense Family, and the notable hardcore podcast Axe to Grind on vocals. Um, it has Ian from Regional Justice Center, Military Gun, and Self-Defense Family, I believe, is, is playing drums in this, I think. Um, Ian is a, is a multi-instrumentalist, so I could be wrong. Uh, my homie Kevin, who I've known for a fucking really long time, is playing guitar for this. Uh, a, a friend of mine, Mac Miller, is playing bass. And a guy named Spencer, who has actually played in some other bands that we've had on the podcast, is is I think he's actually playing bass in this. Um, it's it's uh, it's a, a, a mixed cast of, uh, of friends and friendly acquaintances of mine who have pulled off something I think really really dope with this. It is uh, frantic early 80s inspired hardcore in the vein of void and decreutzen and the weirder ends of, of that musical spectrum um, but definitely with like a decidedly modern twist to it. So um, the song I wanted to listen to off of this is Mission Critical Priest. So uh, let's uh, let's listen to that real quick. We just heard Mission Critical Priest by Sex with a Terrorist off of their demo. Nate, was that your uh, was that your first exposure to that? No, didn't I've heard this before. I heard this demo in full like shortly after it came out. Um, okay, and it was like gone immediately. Yeah. But didn't we have we had this on we had this on a normal episode, didn't we? We we had this in the queue, but I don't think that we actually listened to it. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think that I don't think we actually got around to listening to it. No, I've heard it. I really liked it. It's um, it's uh. Sort of a angular, obtuse take uh, on hardcore that you don't hear very much anymore. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Which is that's that's why I think it's getting, even though sonically it's it's not necessarily exactly akin to that. I think that's why like Decroits and comparisons have been have been rife in a, in, a, in a lot of people writing and talking about this, um, just because it does yeah, it evokes like a, a an angular and obtuse approach to this for sure. Um. I think I think too one of the highlights for this and it's you know I you know I, I don't want to dick ride because Pat is a friendly acquaintance of mine that I've known for the better part of a decade now but I you know I make no secret about the fact that I, I Pat is is definitely one of my favorite uh, my favorite lyricists in the game right now um, I really like his lyrics in Self Defense Family and in Drug Church and I like I like the different iterations of his perspective in those bands I think that for me the most rewarding part of this this demo is 
seeing that perspective sort of like abridged and crushed down into bite-sized formats via hardcore songs. I think it works really, really well. Um, he tends to address a lot of topics that are, are germane to my interests and my worldview and that I think um, are incredibly relevant and, and typically reflect uh, you know, my perspective on things as well. Um, so the lyricism on this whole demo, if you like Pat's lyrics, um, I, think, I think they really shine on this. And uh, you can hear you can hear notes of of Ian's songwriting in this. I think he had a, a considerable. He may have written all of the music to this and then recruited a band. I'm not really sure how that process went down, but you can definitely hear Ian's songwriting sensibilities in this too. All in all, I think that everybody together um, just make a really good team, and, and this demo is hype for for very good reason. It doesn't really sound like anything else that's that's out right now, and uh, it's undeniably very good. It's a kind of like managed to tap into the zeitgeist of like fast sort of like. OG American hardcore that is in vogue right now while while being a very distinct iteration of it. And I think that uh, that rightfully caught a lot of people's ears. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. Um, I don't have much else to say. I hear yeah. uh, I hear they're all great guys. <laughs> in my experience, they are indeed all great Everybody guys. in the band's a great guy. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> that's confirmed. Um, all right. All right. So what's uh, what's next up for you? Uh, next up for me is, um, Satanic Togas. Chain oh, reaction. okay. Okay. So you, you do, you do have this in your, in your I list do. then. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see that in, uh, in the links that you provided initially. I must've just missed it. Yeah. It was just, uh, it's, it's, it's the, through the Wartman band, band camp page. Ah, uh, that's why I didn't notice it. Okay. Word. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to go straight in with Chain Reaction off the LP. I get this song stuck in my head probably three times a week yep um and i have so many different it versions of this song now um so many different different like lyrical versions of this song now um most of them involve poo poo and pee pee and dirty diapers but um <laughs> nevertheless uh boy is it fucking catchy and this whole record's just super stupid and catchy as you want um your uh you know, chintzy fucking garage punk to be from Australia. Ew. Oh yeah. Reaction! The same old thing! 
right, we just heard Chain Reaction by Satanic Togas off of their X-Ray Vision LP. That song also gets stuck in my head regularly. Um, you know, I name dropped briefly Coneheads. And I think from the production style to the overall vibe of this to like the stabbing guitars, the really deft bass work, this sounds like it could be like a new Mark Winter project. This this is totally in the vein of Coneheads or DLIMC or uh, or any number of, of projects that that he heads up, um, which I think is why why I like this so much because I like all of the sort of like NWI uh, slash you know Chicago weirdo stuff that comes out of that camp, you know Liquids, all that stuff, and this yeah. totally just sounds like a, a sister band to to any of those groups. Yeah, it's just perfect. It sounds like a bunch of fucking toys and a cartoon being recorded underneath a blanket from a room away. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's perfect, man. It's, it's really good. Again, this, I think this, this falls into the vein of stuff where it's like, I get if it's not for you, but it is, it is exactly for me. I'm exactly the demographic for this. Yeah, uh, for stop this, stop for this taking shit. yourself, stop taking yourself so goddamn seriously. Cause I can assure you no one else does. Right. Um, you know, like, if you don't like this, you just don't like fun, right? You're too fucking, you're too fucking fluffed up on your own fucking testosterone. You should castrate yourself, get rid of that pesky hormone from your body, and um, sooner or later, you're like cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I, I, again, like I, I don't necessarily like to pass too many value judgments about taste and shit. And like when it gets down to it, I like to acknowledge subjectivity and stuff. But I can't help but to think that like one of the only reasons that that this type of shit doesn't resonate with a certain certain type of person is just it has to be like it has to be a, a self seriousness, right? Like, I mean, what what else what else is the barrier to enjoying this other than just a self seriousness? It's it's either you're you know either you, a you are like a musician, right? Right, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. musician. Um, you know, and I'm not just talking about like you know punk or heavy metal musicians. I'm talking about like trained musicians, right? Because I know sure. trained classically trained musicians that. Um, wouldn't fucking even sniff this, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but then the shit that they play, I can't even figure out, like, what the fuck? What did you go to school for, right? It sounds like <laughs> you're trying to make that instrument do things it's not meant to do. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it's, uh, it's a stringed instrument, not a fucking woodwind. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, like you're a fucking musician or um, you're just some fucking, you know, brain dead fucking radio normie right like your fucking yeah. idea of good music is uh the the 300,000th time you've heard fucking Layla this week right <laughs> you're like one of the fucking idiots that calls in asking if they can hear some fucking fog hat during the night shift at work right um right or uh you're just you're just a fucking you're a fucking punk rock poser right yeah, yeah, that might be it too. I think, I mean, I think that, that, that it's 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 just like, yeah, like as as far as a punk, if I I just don't understand, like, I don't know, man, how do how do you not fucking jive with with music that sounds like broken toys and fucking cartoons? Right. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, that was like largely my entry into this stuff. You know, it was shit like fucking the weirdos and X-ray specs and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And this is very much a continuation of that general idea, even if sonically it, it differs somewhat. But, you know, I, I do think maybe there is a brand of person that 
that wants like a deeper emotional resonance from the records they listen to because because to, to touch back real quick um you know i mentioned like pat or whatever and axe to grind and i was listening to axe to grind's um year end list and there was some good stuff on there for sure but something that pat mentions a lot that is always like i never i never connect with at all is like he talks about how certain records especially like punk and hardcore records have like an emotional distance to them and they feel unavailable or whatever and like so i guess there is like a a type of person who wants some degree of like genuine deeper emotional resonance from most of the music or art that they consume or media that they consume and like I don't need that at all. Like if it happens, if it's a convenient side effect of something, that's cool. But like, I certainly don't need to be engaged beyond just thinking something is sick and rips. And like with something like this, if it's like fun and it's good and it's catchy, like that's, that's, I, I can't ask for anything more from this. I don't need this to tug at my fucking heartstrings or stimulate me mentally at all. Really? You know, well, ask anyone that fucking knows me and I am, the embodiment of emotional distance and unavailability. That is true. Um, yes. And I, I do not require that for my fucking music. I don't feel anything right. The right. fuck do I give a shit if you're crying about love lost or your fucking kids? The fuck do I give a shit if you're crying, if you're fucking wailing about your fucking struggle and shit like that? I don't give a fuck, you know, right. like it's just true. I don't, I do, I don't require it. I don't fucking require it. all I require is laughs and good times and like something to just pull me out of the fucking hell uh, universe that uh, somehow space time has sought fit to uh, fold me into. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess maybe actually it really does harken back to what you were touching on, which is that I guess some people are looking for art, you know, they are looking for art fundamentally. And uh, that that's just, that is not what I go to music for on any level. And, and it really never fucking has been. I, I, I'm never looking for art, right? Like, what does that even fucking mean? Right? Like, yeah. yo, everything I watch, everything I do, everything I like is like, I guess from a classical standpoint, completely fucking artless. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Who's to say that that's not art in itself, right? Some yeah. fucking nerd, right? Some fucking train. That's not right. Fuck off, man. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, blow it out your fucking ass, right? I think. Yeah, I think I think I'm just I'm I'm like real postmodern with this shit. It's just like it, I'm in the vein of like you know like the Dadaist perspective is just like aesthetic is inherently meaningful. I don't need a narrative. I don't need a yeah. greater narrative at all. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I I just yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't want to feel nothing but fucking good. So uh, <laughs> I I ain't looking, and and, and I, I don't give a shit about other people's fucking problems. I just don't. You know, yeah. like everybody's fucking got them. Nobody wants to hear a fucking crybaby whining about their bullshit. Literally, <laughs> everybody has fucking problems. Cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess, I don't know. I guess that cuts to the quick of it. Uh, that's that's that, that's that what separates the wheat from the chaff on this shit. But so for it me. separates the fucking week from me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I fucking love this kind of stuff, and uh, this is this is one of my favorite iterations of this particular subsect of uh, of, of stupid ass post punk to come out this year for sure. So, for my next selection uh, and my last selection of the night, in fact, um, I'm totally shifting gears. 
um, in terms of what we just heard and, and even the stuff that we've heard up until now on the show. Um, this is the band Mastermind with their promo 2020. This is another UK band. Um, we've had uh, we've had actually we've had a, a lot of fucking international selections on this episode and in general. We just I think I think that like maybe it's just that our attention is drawn to it now more than ever. But it seems like the last two years um, there are more super dope national international offerings uh, or international releases on offer than than ever before. Um, like or at least in the last decade easily um so this is a band from london uh if you like if you liked the big cheese lp you're probably gonna like this i imagine they're probably all homies mastermind has actually been around for a few years but i think that they've largely kind of flown under the radar because to my knowledge at least they haven't put out like a proper LP or anything. I think it's all been like demos and promos and shit and like, you know, tape EPs. I don't, I don't know that they've dropped an LP yet. Um, this is like tease after fucking tease. (laughs) Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. So this is, this is actually my intro to the band. And then I went back and was like, Oh, they've, they've got quite a few releases under their belt, but none of them seem to be proper ones. If I'm, if I'm missing something, if I'm, if I'm wrong, uh, feel free to write in and tell me. Um, but this really fucking caught me. Uh, like I said, it's, it's very much akin to the, to the big cheese LP in that it's pulling from mid to late eighties, New York hardcore of the kind of crossover variety. Um, definitely Cro-Mags, Leeway, um, Crumb Suckers. Uh, but it's a little bit less riffy than maybe big cheese or Ikulu, um, or, or any of the other bands that are, are doing this particular style of stuff. Um, it, it really gets it right in that, like, I think some bands that try to channel that era, they try to lean into like being hard and like street tough and shit. And they like miss like the, the fundamental elements of, of those songs and that music that makes it dope and engaging and fun. Um, and it, and it just, and it loses a lot of the character. This, right alongside the big cheese lp i think really gets it it does have that character to it um especially in like the vocal delivery on this is is not they're not going for a tough thing whatever i'll let the music speak for itself and then we can reconvene and talk about it so i just wanted to listen to the uh first track on here i think it's a uh i think it's a very good introduction to the band so we're going to listen to stuck in a rut by mastermind off of their promo 2020 
we just heard stuck in a rut by stuck in a rut by mastermind off of their promo 2020 nate was that your first uh exposure to that band no i've heard this as well too i really like this um yeah this is this is a pretty straightforward take on that style right yeah um it's the riffs are there and there's you know i i honestly i probably could do without with the way that song goes out and on the way it ends it just feels like hey just just let's just fucking stop playing right now <laughs> yeah okay i get i get, I get, I get you know what i mean it's like the guy's solo is like no fucking stop <laughs> yeah and they right, just fucking right. stop right but like yeah that the bulk of that song is just like right in my fucking lane um again it's a british band doing it better than fucking american bands yeah um yeah. And it's really fucking good. And you talk about like you, you mentioned how Mastermind and Big Cheese are probably homies and stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I hope they're not. I hope it's like, Oi, you cunt, I'm the big cheese of this scene, you cunt. And then Mastermind's like, Oi, you cunt, I'm the fucking mastermind of British hardcore, you cunt. And they just like nose to nose in a show. Yeah, that would actually be very, very sick. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hope they, I hope they have a Dexter and Mandark relationship. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you mentioned the end of the song. I actually, I love the outro riff to that song. I know what you're saying, and that the end, the, the actual ending feels kind of abrupt. I love the last riff of that song because when I first heard this. I was I was I loved the song up until the point where it transitions into that last riff and then when they kind of do the ring out there I was like so concerned that they were going to tack on like an obligatory here's the mosh part and oh, I was yeah, like yeah, man yeah. like this band like it, they just strike me as so much better than that they seem they seem like they're above that it sucks that they're about to just do do the dumb mosh part to end the song but instead they go into like a really dope like leeway inspired riff with just like a rocking fucking solo over it and I was so happy that they did that I was like okay cool these these dudes are like as tasteful as I wanted them to be they they did they didn't tack on the riff for the monsters. They like went out in classic. Like that's what I'm saying. Is like I think, I think this ca- captures the sort of like the weird sort of pioneering spirit of a lot of those crossover like NYHC crossover bands because they were like essentially hardcore kids trying to play metal, and it's shown through in the songwriting and like it 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 does have like a certain like like crumb suckers as much as that band fucking shreds or leeway or whatever there is like a weird off kilter quality to it that puts them sort of like squarely between hardcore and metal while not quite belonging to either world and like yeah i think yeah it's it's just a little bit too flashy and good for hardcore right but it's not good enough for metal right exactly and like i've always loved that quality about that era of shit. And I think that this and Big Cheese both really, I think it just captures it perfectly. And like I said, I think the vocals do do this band a great service too, in that they're they don't have some gruff dude trying to be like a street tough. They have a guy right. who again, like Leeway, like Leeway, the homeboy was just trying to be Joey Belladonna. You know what I'm saying? Or like right. John Joseph was just trying to sound like HR from Bad Brain. So I think having a vocalist in here with like some real distinct character, it it helps so much. If you just had sort of like a stock gruff hardcore vocalist over this, it would really take away from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with your sentiment too on the way it goes out. Like I don't, it's not that I necessarily didn't like it. I just could have done without it, but sure. I definitely didn't want, what I definitely didn't want to hear was the breakdown coming in. And when I first heard the song, like that's too, you know, and I'm reminded of it every time I hear it is like, oh yeah, 
here's where a lot of bands would fucking put some stupid fucking like like here you go here's your fucking breakdown right um that uh both you and i just utterly despise right yeah for sure for sure i, I like i said i think i think good bands just understand how to navigate around that and uh and this band proved proved their metal for me on that one so yeah i think i think largely because again just their output output has been sporadic and and kind of non-traditional and and this release even is just it's two really dope songs and then a, a rad blitz cover you know what i'm saying so it's like they're not given a whole lot of material for people to work with and chew on but it's really, really fucking good. And I think if they would link up with like an American distributor, like Triple B or something and, and put out even just a proper like six song, seven inch or something, I feel like this band, especially with the popularity of that Big Cheese LP and like fucking Ikulu and Mind Force and shit, I think this band would 100% pop off. So I'm really hoping that this is actually a promo for something and that a, a proper effort uh, emerges in 2021 because I, I really, really like this promo and I'm looking forward to more stuff from this band. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, what's up next for you? So, up next for me um, in, is uh, a uh, uh, death metal grind, black metal band, whatever you want to call it. It's fast. It's fucking gnarly. It it is reminiscent of Canadian Ross Bay style metal to me, with a, a good bit of grind mixed in. Um, Sick. Is a band from New York called Gravesend okay. uh, or Gravesend? I don't know. Um, but um, they they uh they are definitely you know not unheard of you know what i mean like like this shit sold out pretty quick the tape was like on its fourth pressing or something like that so those who know are aware of this fucking band um it's this the tape i got was off uh caligari i think Mm -hmm. um and it fucking smokes um so this is uh rats among us from preparations for human disposal by uh new york death metal band gravesend
Okay, we just heard Rats Among Us by Gravesend for, off of Preparations for Human Disposal. Yeah, definitely definitely some Ross Bay influence in there. Um, I, I just I scrolled down and saw that they've uh, they've got a war metal tag down there too. They're also very apt, I was going to say, um, evocative of some of those uh, South American war metal bands. Definitely the, the bands that sort of straddled that line in that amorphous space between death metal and grind and black metal for sure. Yeah, and and this is another one where um, the songs sort of bleed into one another. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I just kind of picked the second track instead of the first track. The first track's an intro, which leads into the second and so forth. Um, my favorite, probably my favorite style of fucking black metal is, you know, basically just straight fucking um, blasphemy worship and yeah. uh, Ross Bay stuff. Um I Revenge's new LP that came out this year. I really fucking like. I it, yeah. I know every fucking Revenge song basically sounds exactly the fucking same, but I never fucking get tired of hearing it. Yeah. Um and um this is definitely pulling from Ross Bay with the fucking pick slides, the fucking guitar tone, the fucking caveman fucking blast. It's definitely a lot more coherent mm-hmm. than uh something like, you know, Revenge or, you know, anybody that's trying to really ape blasphemy or blasphemy themselves are putting out, but there's a lot of fucking blasphemy in that. Sure. Um and um yeah it's really fucking good the whole thing it's it's an eight song demo it's a proper demo length um and man it just fucking rips from end to end um and uh yeah i really i really enjoy it and it's on stygian black hand the tape came out it's not on uh, okay it wasn't on caligari um and apparently they have a so they did obviously they've caught some people's ear because uh they've got an lp coming out in february on 20 bucks bin Oh, no shit. Dope. Good for yeah. them. Fuck yeah. Um, okay, so I I am all out of uh, I'm all out of selections. I just brought five to the table, but I think you I think you brought six. So I just yeah, I just have I just have one more. And it's not really a, it's it's not really um it's just sort of a a fitting way to go out. I don't know, we probably can't do it the, the whole uh, for the copyright, but um you know, let's just uh, click on the first link. It's sort of me dust. Give him Great balls of fire. Guess who just crawled out the mountain mire? That can make you trust a motherfucking liar. A real sucker diver. Vaughn never been a duck and diver. He spit on the mic, yuck saliva. Holding like a drunk driver. Hold a CB on a sharp turn. Still clutching his chest from the heartburn. What's your handle? I need a Zantac. Ah, and thanks before I blank into anaphylactic shock. Rock or disco, chocolate or the Crisco hole. Cocktails or instant tell a joke like Joe Piscopo. Tell them the basics. Basically, break the matrix. And just for kicks, make them gel like ASICs. That's why they act as standoffish. Eat the beat by hand like canned raw crawfish. Can you please pass the cocktail sauce? You might as well know. Hell is hot as hell, boss. Tell my horse. He said broads call me horny. I make sure I throw them back if they's too scrawny or bony. Phony MCs use a standing. Leave them hanging like if I ain't know where his hands been. Hussy, how about we bloody up your just for me? Bust a knee, then go finish study a plus degree. True victory, a new sick story. I never met a chick that was too thick for me. Holy Moses, my old earth know me closest. Now how I play the back and stay bent like scoliosis. It's no puzzle. You can act Doc Zizmore. The slow guzzle got your nizzle crooked like big jaw. Drink like a fishy, she wish she was a Pisces. Live since back with 25 cents ices. Used to turn your tongue the color red. Now they want to fill you full of lead. What the fuck the young fella said? What kid? He's born the red bloody. Do yourself a favor or come on, get head buddy. Yoke him if he run. I'll be there in a jiffy, son. With the flame suppressor like off the 151. Quit your bitching or get loud in your babble box. Punish with the dry switch and now eat this travel fox. 
be alright once it passed through your yellow belly. Only thing he said was, Can you please pass the jelly? Almost in what? Like a promo play to cut. On the late night, before you touch the mic, get your weight right. A lot of crews like to act like a violent mob. They really need to just shut the fuck up like Silent Bob. Either that or get smoked like hickory. Should squash the beef and go wash their teeth quickly. Notice the write a rhyme like a mystery. And sign it at the bottom in calligraphy, your nigga V. Uh, that was a very that was a very good final selection dude that That's, you know when i was a kid listening to rap and yeah rap in the 80s was a lot fucking different than it is now yeah but um you know he, rap was still relatively in its nascency right mm-hmm. um in the 80s and um despite like it basically by you know 85 being you know you could argue more than 30 more than 30 40 years old i mean you can find you can find the roots of that like a long fucking time ago yeah um you know what i mean but you know my, my folks would you know just rhyme it hey then you fucking do it right <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yep. because yo that's a lot more than just fucking rhyming <laughs> yeah yeah i i was i was talking about it earlier today when i was talking about doom a few hours ago with some friends and like Every time that I sit down with a Doom record and like really pay attention to it, I even after well almost two decades now of of listening to his records, like I uncover new layers to like the lyricism, yeah. and storytelling. Every like I'll hear it's crazy. Like I'll just have it playing in the car and I'll I'll hear a line like yeah for the first time. I'm like holy shit! I just caught that reference for the first time 15 years later. That happens yeah. to me so much, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and even even when you're reading along, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just trying to fucking like trying to say it out loud as you read along with it, right? Right. Yeah, man. You can't you can't match the flow. You can't match the fucking rhythm. You can't match the fucking delivery. It takes so much fucking work, even when you're looking at the fucking words there, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. The dude, the, the, there's, there's a really dope video that, that always brings a smile to my face that I watched earlier just to lift my spirits. It's a, it's a video from, uh, it, it's probably, it's, it's a little over 10 years old now. It's probably from the mid aughts. Um, it would, would have been like right after, uh, like mm, food came out and, uh, it's a video of like most deaf in the studio just like talking about how dope doom is and just it's just like a it's like a candid video like his homies were recording or whatever and he's just like reciting doom lines and just being like dude that's insane and just kind of like picking apart the lines and and just talking about the layers that are built into him it's a really it's a it's a it's a very wholesome video very rad but uh but yeah man it's uh I, i i can't say i just can't say enough good things about that dude i think that's uh i think that's a very good note to end on for sure um I guess to wrap it up, I will just say we barely touched again, even even in the course of 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 you know three and a half hours, almost four hours of content. Uh, we barely touched on just the breadth of great music that came out this year, just under the general umbrella of of punk and hardcore and metal. Beyond that, again, a lot of good rap came out this year, and a lot of indie rock and stuff that's a little bit more, a little bit further removed from punk came out this year too. Um, 
if if you feel like there's not good shit happening and shit happening that interests you i think uh i think these last two episodes should serve to prove the point that the problem is not the world it is it is you um there is so much dope vital shit happening around you at any given time all you got to do is have the willingness to to just jump in the pre-existing stream and, and kind of go with the flow because people are making great fucking music this year, last year, the year before, the last three years running um, have been hit after hit of great fucking punk records. There is no shortage of them no matter what your proclivities are. So please, if you uh, find yourself slipping into senescence and old age and starting to uh, look at this shit with a grass is greener mentality. I hope that we, uh, I hope that we can help slap some fucking sense into you with these, uh, these last two episodes. Um, because man, it's, uh, it's tragic. It's tragic to age out of liking cool fucking shit. Yeah, it really is. We've said it before. I don't fucking get it, but, um, sometimes you get, I guess sometimes you get to put that horse down, right? Yeah, I guess so, man. Uh, like I said, if if that moment ever comes for me, I I hope that uh, I hope that my friends have the kindness in their heart to fucking take me out back and shoot me in my head. Yeah, for real, put me down instead, right? Yeah, yep, for sure. So uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. We'll uh, we'll holler at you on the next regu- regular episode. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you liked anything that you heard, if it's still available, go pick up a physical copy and uh, just pay attention to shit that's going on around you because there's a lot of good shit out there. Peace. <laughs>